You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it's Sammy J, and welcome back to the Let's Be Real podcast. I am so thrilled because this week I got to chat with actor, comedian, host, Joel McHale. You know him from Community. He's been in so much, and I'm truly so grateful that he took the time out of his very, very busy schedule to chat with me. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I can't wait to get your thoughts as always. Here we are. Yay! We're doing it. We're doing it. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. This week is so special because I am joined by host, actor, comedian, one could argue legend. Legend. Joel McHale. Uh, One could argue, and you would lose that argument. (laughs) Terribly. How have you been? Since 
The last time we talked? Since, well, Never. this is the first time we've talked. If ever, yeah. We, we have the first time we talked. What is it like being on the other end, you know, of the hosting side, being interviewed? Which side do you prefer? Oh, this is way easier. Mm. Yeah. What about it? Just answering questions? Yeah, I don't have to prepare. Fair enough, fair I enough. To, I don't have a teleprompter to go over or people to please. Because, you know, you, when you're hosting, you got a bunch, usually an audience, and then you're like, I got to tell a bunch of jokes. Yeah. Which I like, like doing, but uh, it's work, which I like work, but then again. I like doing nothing, which mm. happens never, so it's great. Uh, you think I'm, you're I'm so very busy. Yeah. yeah, that surprises me that you like doing nothing, because I'm also a workaholic, but I find doing nothing Right, no, I like doing nothing, I just never do it. Mm. It's like something you always look forward to that just doesn't happen. Right, it's when people go like, oh, when I finally get to do that thing, it's, and yeah, then that thing it's like, never, ever happens. What is it like when you give a cat, like, that toy, and they just chase after it, but they never really get it? Catnip? Doesn't that just drive them crazy? Maybe I or don't like have a cat. Or like a flashlight. Yeah, the light yes, the flashlight. It's that equivalent. I yeah. Say. When people are like, oh yeah, when I finally get to that thing. Oh, we're gonna buy a a beach house. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead and just go do it. If you, you know, do that. we have a lot in common. We do. We do. All right. Ready for this? Go ahead. Both have learning differences. Okay. Yes. Both anxiety. Well, it depends on what's going on. Sometimes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. But I feel like those two things co combined are just never easy. So I was wondering what that was like for you growing up. Well, I didn't have anxiety growing up. So. Oh, so that came later. That came later as... Uh, that's adulthood. Uh, that's uh, only because... I mean, that's because of just uh, stressful travel. I, I didn't have it as a diagnosis. Got it. Definitely dyslexia. Oh, yeah. How is that like reading and me memorizing lines with dyslexia? Memorizing lines is easy. That's easy. Dyslexia, does that doesn't affect a dyslexic brain. Mm -hmm. uh, you read a lot slower. I would say, actually, some dyslexics probably memorize faster. That's so interesting. Uh, like, our, like we read slower and comprehend it slower than a person that reads typically that can just read fast. Uh, but but we get all the meaning once we read it. I'm the same way. I have auditory processing issues, so it's somewhat similar. Oh, nice. But so memorizing, yeah, I can memorize, like, uh, no problem. Going back to anxiety. Yes. Uh, no, later on now, like, because I travel a lot, that stresses me out. I get that. Uh, it's because I'm trying to get back to see my family a lot. And I lived in Georgia all last year. So, like, when I start, when the jobs pile up, which is great. I love working. Uh, but then, you know, the balance is always difficult. And then I'll be like, why am I stressed out today? What's going on? And then I start thinking in the future. I'll be like, aha. Uh, that's what's happening. Just thinking. That's what gets it going for me. I'm yeah. like, oh, never okay. You've always been anxious. Oh, yes. Growing up with anxiety. I think yeah. my learning differences really triggered it personally for me. The because the – yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I was – I just assumed I was dumb. Me too. I thought I was just incapable of learning. Like there was something wrong with me for so yeah. long. I mean they literally told me I was a slow starter in second grade. You're – that's – Someone diagnosed me with slow startism, which is not a thing. They That's basically terrible. like, I don't know what's wrong with him. He can't read. He seems fine. Maybe he's just slow at the beginning of things. It's And that's what, I it, like, I thought about it for years. I was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm a slow starter. So I'm not going to figure this out at first. But then later on, whew, watch out. And that's how you, like, you took that identity on, kind of, it sounds like. Yeah, that's what I was told. Yeah, I feel the same. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's there's something. That's why I had that person hunted down and killed. Oh, and and they yeah. Speaking of hunting down, Bear oh. Grylls. Wow. 
Like, a, see that what a transition? Tra- that's, what a transition. Thank you. Um, I Bear Girls is Bear, a great person. Bear Girls is a great person. I know you traveled, did an adventure. Yes. I need to know more about that experience. What is that like, just spending quality time with Bear Girls in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, we were in— uh, we And you're were, trusting your life in his hands, essentially. Well, there is—I mean— there's insurances. There is insurances. There's insurance, I, too. Uh, oh, but, I can't uh, even imagine what the insurance is. It's probably pretty high. But they they even were talking, like, other countries you can go to, and there's less insurance required. Uh, but that crew is, you know, that's like a Navy SEAL team of television producers. Yeah. And they know what they're doing, and they've done it before many, many times. And Bear is a very responsible person and— uh, yeah, he's hurt himself a few times, but um, broke his back. Yeah, shoulder maybe, but he's you know small injuries. He was special forces, so he's yeah. I mean, he was like, "It's fine, I'm gonna be <laughs> great." Do you want some Advil? No. Uh, so yeah, that was real fun. We got dropped in by helicopter into a part of the Grand Canyon that doesn't have any access, which was great. And uh, boy, I'm I'm one of those people that love that sort of thing. So I really I was talking talking about, but I the, here's the crazy part. The night before in Phoenix, I did two stand-up shows. Then a airplane that they rented uh, picked me up and landed in this uh, landed uh, wherever the heck we were in. I think it was in northern northern Arizona, and I slept for a few hours, and then we adventured all day. Then I flew back and did two more shows. So mental sanity, where's that at? That that that's a good day for me. <laughs> that, that's- that's like a fun day. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fun day. It'll be busy, but it'll be fun. That's so much activity and yeah. so much stimulation. See, for me, because I'm, would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert? The most extroverted person probably you'll, probably in Burbank right now. In Burbank specifically. Uh, yeah. yeah, I am I am a golden retriever, as mm. uh, my friend, I describe my se- friend. Uh, Great description. My friend. Yeah, my friend Kate, she was like, I'm a golden retriever. And I'm like, that's right. Uh, so, and my wife's an introvert, so an introvert she has to too. deal with this guy all the time. So I get energy from being around people. I get more lively when, uh, in groups. And, and I recharge when I'm by myself. Yeah, I do not do that. Uh, like, I like sitting on a plane and watching, you know, like what we do in the shadows, but, uh, or some show that I'd be like, great. And that'll be my nice break. And then, mm. then I'm off and running. Do you give yourself a break throughout the day, or is it just kind of hustle and bustle till you sleep? Or do you? It's do hustle any- and bustle till I sleep. Always. No yes. self care. Uh, well, I drink wine. What about face masks? Face masks? No. Oh, I use a sleep it. mask because I'm easily awoken. Mm, those are lovely. Like they a are, silk they one. Have, I have this big padded one. It's great. It looks like I'm a hostage. Oh, but no, those are great because they don't touch your eyes. I have the silk one, but it's fallen off. It falls off every. That's the thing. I'll try them, and then they just won't be on my face anymore the next yeah. morning. I'm like, where did they go? Okay, and then I'll wear earplugs, and then the world and is a the world, the world doesn't yeah. exist. It's You're great. in your own world. Yeah, that so sounds lovely. You have to. You recharge during the day. I recharge by doing my routines and well, doing things that are like for myself. And you have time to do all that. I make time. Even okay. if I have less sleep because of it, I will make time for it because I know it will make me feel better. Mm-hmm. But that's new for me. I feel like I'm trying to get into it. So when you wake up, are you anxious? Depends on the day and depends on what's happening. Right. Now, sometimes anxiousness, it's like, 
Well, what are you guys doing today? Uh, we're going to be uh, doing some stunt flying. That can be anxiety inducing. Yeah. Like there, there is some, but other times where you wake up, you're like, I'm anxious and I can't even figure out why. Yeah. So I have anxiety and OCD. So sometimes it can just be, I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, hey there. Like you're there. I've, yep. You're there. Got to continue the day. I know. Um, Yeah. I've developed that and I can feel, I'm like, oh, look at that. Look, you're going to feel like this today. I know. I was talking to my friend. She's like, you should name your anxiety. And I was like, why? She goes. Why not? Like. Like a boat? Yeah. And it's like, you put a name to it. So it's not like yourself. So I'm like. What did you name? I haven't named it yet. So Should we name it now? I think we should. Uh, Is it a boy or a girl? Non-binary? I feel like it could be. Honestly, it kind of feels like a girl. I'm not going to lie. All right. Uh, Joelle. Joelle. I mean, I just, you know. Josephine. Josephine. Josephina. I like Josephina. Jojo. Jojo, what are you doing already? Jojo, Jojo, don't mess up my morning like this. Or just go, oh, hey, Jojo. You can start mocking her. Oh, Jojo, what are you doing? Oh, you you need to be all anxious today. Oh, Oh, Jojo. You're feeling a little needy. Need to be next to me all day. Come on, Jojo. I'm doing my self-care later, Jojo. I like JoJo. It's going to be JoJo. Okay. I like it. I feel like that's something that's also, I don't know, there's something that I like about kind of taking the power away from it and yeah. to kind of make fun of it because I feel like that always takes the scariness away from it. Which is- right. And now, is it weird that you're used to it? You're like, oh, it's one of these days. It's not as scary. I've dealt with it for so long. Yeah. And I think the pandemic, like. I agree. The pandemic was no fun for that. No. I feel like it, it just exacerbates everything that if, we're all yeah. going through. If I didn't have exercise. it was. Would you say exercise is a therapy for you? Exercise, wine, Ken Jeong, mm. my family. All great Family things. first. but uh, Not, No specific order. Yeah, but Ken and I did that podcast for a brief period of time, and that was actually very helpful because we both are we have to perform constantly and so that actually helped because we were like oh we have a way to perform would you ever go back into the podcasting game well the problem is that ken and i both work Mm. in different places and i'm speaking of ocd very ocd and hd well yeah i guess i'm more adhd so i'm always very disorganized and scattered Mm. uh to-do lists no never really i would have to then write out a list that's how i get through my days no to-do lists all the way I have you an check ass- everything off. I hire an assistant so that I've I've had assistants for years. Now that's a badass move. I would, they, when I, if I when I get yes. there, that, that's the goal. That is a luxury. Mm-hmm. So they chase me around and say you have to do this, this, and this, and I'm like, oh maybe we'll get to it. We'll get there. I'm sure, it must be maddening for them. It's great. <laughs> I feel like you 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 have a good podcast voice. As do you. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's funny you say that because I don't like the sound of my voice, but I have to listen to it quite a bit. So then that's an, is that another source of anxiety? You're like, oh, you're aren't listening. there always sources? Of I don't anxiety? know how many, I think it's worse if you were like, like if you Guys, were like, I, I am in, because I know people that enjoy their voice too much. Yeah, those are, the, yeah, you're like, okay, we hear, you're just hearing, you just want to hear yourself talk right, right now. You're, you're just talking, you love the sound of it. You don't know what you're saying anymore, yeah, neither do it's we. It's just so, everything is so great to listen to. So, mm. uh, that's, I don't like that. Uh, that. So, I think that's worse than a person. I guess self-loathing's not great either, but maybe I'm maybe just, neutral reaction? I think there needs to be a middle ground. Because I'm very self-loathing, but this year is all about self-love. That's what I'm making it about. Is it working? No. Oh. <laughs> but we're trying. Okay. Yeah. 
Do you have to do chant like an affirmation? No, I need to get into affirmation. I need to get into journaling, but then it's writing. Like I can write to-do lists, but because I have so much on my mind, writing like my thoughts is will just hurt my hand. I so, agree. So, I would never do that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, what's another good outlet? Um, you could just leave yourself voice memos. Mm, do you do that? Uh, I have done so. I have done stuff like that. But I got a friend. Uh, we both yap so much that if we get on a phone call, it'll take a long time. So we leave each other voice memos. Also, we our schedules never align, so it's the really the only way. Uh, sadly, but then we will have a call, and it'll be like two hours. Wow, voice memos are and the one same of those thing things. With, like when I get on the phone with Ken Jong, we'll talk for ninety minutes. Easy. But I think that's why people love the podcast and stuff because it's just seeing you guys and in, in your element and. You know, I think community is has become something bigger than itself um, already. Nice. That's called a transition. That's you called that a transition, transition right That's there. That's how you do it. Um, it's great. So I'm a film student also. Mm-hmm. That, And I am really interested in just the process of creating from start to finish. And something that really inspires me specifically about community is how you guys just played around with formats so often. Yeah. We filmed it like a movie. Your shoot days were crazy. You did your research. Of course. Very good. When you're filming a show like that and there's such time commitment, how do you find the balance on wanting to be a normal human and be with your family, but also you're working on something that is a show that's arguably very being done very differently than most shows? Uh, well, movies that are any any movie that's shot in a cinematic way takes time. Yeah. And unless you're Clint Eastwood, where you just stop shooting at five o'clock every day, uh, th- there is no way to have a balance, mm. especially in production. It's balls to the wall all the time, early calls, late wraps, early calls. Uh, that's just the nature. That's sh- nothing would get done unless you yeah. had hours like that. Th- there can be wasted time sometimes. It does. I- I've been been lucky. There's. I've been on some very efficient sets and then some totally inefficient sets. Uh, and the, that's, that can be maddening when it's not going quickly, but or when it's, when it's, you can see that time is being wasted. But the other thing is, is like with community, we, we were moving as a lot of it. We were moving as fast as we could, but it just takes time when you're doing stunts and you're getting like around the, around the study table, that was, seven people around there and so every person has to be shot and every every part of the scene has to be gotten from that angle so that just takes a lot of time and so if you come to peace with that it'll just it's just going to be a while then it's okay the you know to have a normal like you get your normal life when in your months off do you enjoy the process of filming and creating or do you like um more of the finished product Oh, well, I like, I mean, I like acting a lot. Uh, I like, I mean, it's my first true love. Uh, what about it do you like? I don't know. I just like doing it. It's just uh, fun. It's fun. I always thought it was, I thought it was, thought it was, you know, playing. One of the reasons why I kept pursuing it, because I was like, I would be terrible at a v- real job. And I'm going to do this until the real job police come and take me away. So, uh, so far they haven't. And, so far, they haven't. Uh, thank God, because uh, it's the only thing I ever wanted to do. Uh, so, which can be an affliction, because I know all sorts of people that that's all they ever wanted to do, and 
and they had to get a real job, which is maddening. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it really is a bug. It's like having a, a disease that has you to, just can't an stop. itch that has to be scratched all the time. Do you prefer acting or hosting or are they just completely separate in your mind? I just, yeah, I don't have any preference. Uh, I like it all. Everyone, everyone was like, well, if you had to choose, and I was like, who's making these decisions? What world are we living in where I have to choose? Uh, they're all, they're soup. They're really all, they're fun. They're all fun. Uh, so there's that, the play of it. Um, I think acting, you know, playing a character takes a lot of time to develop and you're developing another work. human in a way. Yeah, you're work. So that takes up. That is rewarding to see those things if they go well. You know, when you're watching it back on television, um, hosting is fun because I get to improvise and screw around and have, you know, like I, and I, so I love all that stuff. I like stand up. Stand up is there's a, there's a lot of travel which I used to love. I still love it, but it it is maddening to be away from the family. Once I'm finally standing on stage, it's very fun and rewarding and challenging. But uh, but the whole process of getting there, I'm like, I got to do all that, that, and that. And then finally, okay, I'll take a, a yeah. time. Anyway, it's a, th- a, these are all, these become luxurious problems, but they're you know, or, you know. But it's also your daily it, life, it's too. It's part of what the job is, and I love it and would never trade it. Yeah. I mean, unless you have something really nice I to I mean, trade. is there— is You there, have something. I mean, if I do, I'll let you know. Okay. But it, like it, a spaceship, it, I would take that. You know what? That would be pretty iconic. It'd be valuable, and you could go all over the universe, probably. So That's so true. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk about Psych the Movie. I know you played a very special role in this movie. And by the way, everyone, Psych is one of my favorite shows. I also want to talk more about the show Community, how you define success for yourself, and so much more. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. 
about $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always gonna have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous <laughs> of your generation yeah. that didn't have to deal yeah. with Instagram and that. Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. You know, you were in a movie that I watched recently, and I was like, oh, hello, Joel McHale. Uh, psych the movie? Psych the movie, yes. I'm a, are you a psych fan? Well, or I'm how a, did that come about? Uh, I am 
I am friends with Tim Amundsen, mm. who is from Seattle, Lassie. my hometown, and he was on psych, and he had a stroke about five years ago, and which almost killed him. Uh, he has recovered remarkably, uh, but he is still, you know, like, uh, he actually can walk now, but there was a time when, and this is terrible, SAG was just going to cut off the insurance because he stopped working. So James Roday and Dulé Hill, who are two— Dulé's coming on the podcast. He's so great. I'm so excited. So fucking talented and nice. And he's every—those those two guys are what you want in a—leads. And, like, Maggie Lawson's on that show, who was also so kind. The number of cool people on that show doesn't make any sense. And so it starts with them being cool, which makes a set happy— and it makes the set a very happy place. Anyway, they wrote that psych movie to for Tim to be in. So he could. So he could get insurance. I mean, it's this is a terrible policy. Uh, I have thousands of problems with the Screen Actors Guild. This being one of the big ones is that if you stop working because you're horribly injured. You're not protected. You're, yeah, you're not well protected. So then... So then they he gets his insurance back, and but he has a life insurance policy, and they and they they turned around and went, oh, he's working again. We don't have to pay you for your life insurance now. And so it's also it was also stupid. And he then eventually got it back because he has will have lifelong challenges. Um, one of those challenges not being drinking bourbon with me. Um, so he missed opportunity. Yeah. So that I got to play. I that was a surprise that I was playing his father who had passed away yeah. in the show, in the movie. And so it was super fun. And we surprised him on set. And He yeah. didn't know that you were he playing his know. dad? Yeah. Is there video of this? There is. There is video. Is it out there? No, I've kept it <gasps> secret. Can I see it? No, no, I think it is out there. Oh, really? Yeah, I think. Something that I love about... I know you're going to say a transition, but psych and community is that the creativity in both shows, I think, are so prevalent. Yeah. And I think those are the kind of shows that we need to be having more of nowadays because it's really playing around with format, really playing around with, like, Psych redid a whole, the same episode just six years later. I think it's awesome that now there are these shows where we can just change around. You guys did a doc episode one time. Yeah, we did a couple of those. Dan Harmon's brain is uh, very unique and very special and great. And uh, so that's why the show went from, started out kind of, uh, I want to I say normal, but it was like, oh, what could this be? And then uh, it took off and boy. You kind of go into his mind a bit. Yeah, I mean, he has said it over and over that Abed is kind of his brain. And so that's- One of the best characters. Yeah, I agree. Danny should have won an, uh, an Emmy every year. Uh, he was playing somebody on the spectrum, and his brain kind of dictated where all the episodes were going, and it was in the perspective of the of the that's, episodes yeah. too. And so that's that is pretty unique. Would you? But there's really great shows out there now. Of course, there are uh, so many great shows. I feel like there's something about the nostalgia that I think. Right. Well, it's now going I back mean, to something that's comfortable. Especially in a world yes. that's so uncomfortable, I feel like. Well, but that's always the case. That's true. They, if, that the world is always uncomfortable, and there's always things we find comfort in. But thank God, people found it in community, because well, when it was on, it was 
barely stayed on the air every year. Got uh, canceled and it got literally back by was canceled. Fans. And uh, because of streaming services during the pandemic, like Netflix, the you know community found a whole new life. And uh, the table read you guys did during the pandemic. Yeah, that was really fun. It was, was, I think, what so many people needed. And it brought so many smiles to me and my uh, brother. It was super fun. We watched it around our dining table. And it was just a moment when there was so much darkness. And we were just laughing. Yeah, and Pedro Pascal, man, he was so funny. And he, and he, you know, he's the freaking Mandalorian. And uh, yeah, I I I, I cried so hard after that. It was... Because I was just like, oh, like family reunion was great. If you were to be a part of another show with the same cast as Community, but different concept. Uh, look, I would, in a New York minute, uh, do something again with that that group. Uh, I would love because they're, you know, they are it's family. Like family, uh, super, yeah. Some of some of the best times to talk, and those hours were endless. And I had new kids, so it is that was definitely challenging, but. I knew when we were filming it, I was like, we're making a really unique thing. And let's do this till we can't. And then they stopped us. And you really, but you really And then they did. brought us back. Uh, so, yeah. And then, you know, we lost cast members and we added cast members and they were great. How do you ad- adjust when that happens? Because I feel like, you know, you get into a rhythm when you're doing a show for that long and you have each other's camaraderie. And then when cast members leave, like Donald Glover and Chevy Chase that kind of dynamic is gone and you're bringing new people who are figuring yeah. out what is figuring that dynamic out. That's, I mean, that shows you the brilliance of Dan and you, the show changes. There's no, you can't go back to what it was and uh, the show changes to something different. And mm-hmm. that uh, can sometimes be great and sometimes be terrible if it's not well handled. But I think with community, Padgett Brewster and Keith David those guys, Jonathan Banks, those guys were so good. Famously, when Cheers lost uh, Shelly Shelley Long, it changed the dynamic of the show completely, and the show evolved and was just as good, and de- definitely it be- it evolved to something even better. I agree, and I think there's something—I feel like people are afraid of change. It's very natural, and even me, I'm scared of it. But when—I think it's so cool when you can see that change can be good— and that the evolution of a show, it doesn't always yeah. have to be the same. Change can be bad. It can be bad, but, but it can be good. B- changes come in whether you like it or not. I'm all, so I w- true. I think people should look through like a high-power telescope because if you're looking at a planet through a high-power telescope, the, the telescope has to move. Are you good with change? It depends on what it is. But, you know, you see those freaking huge heavenly bodies up there, and they're moving. Everything's moving. Everything is swinging around in circles, so... Uh, it depends on what the change is. Some change, great. Some change, not. Some, ca- yeah, you never know. Yeah. I think I'm really easygoing on some things and probably very rigid on others. I think there's something very um, inspiring about the variety of which you do, mm. um, because well, it takes like a, a wide variety of different skill sets. Yeah. Um, but. Speaking of going into change, and something is changing. You are back to E. I am back to E, yes. Back to E. Celebrity beef. See? Do you have you any did, beefs I with people? I will say, you have done more research than a lot of uh, different people that I've been on podcasts with. Really? Yeah, some people don't, yeah, they just look up, you know, whatever the very latest thing is. Not or, here. Or they go on my Instagram and be like, oh, he's doing what is he? Okay. Not on Let's Be Real. Right. Yes, that, um, 
that show, I wasn't even sure whether it was going to come together, and it did. And it and, did. Uh, and uh, it was super fun to make. And we uh, and I don't know if it's doing well or it's tanking. But are you content with it? Yeah, when I watched it, I was like, well, oh, that was much more. That was super pleasant to do. Mm. It was really fun. I I got to meet a night bunch of cool new people, and uh, I think there was some good jokes. And, yeah. Um, e was remarkably cool about everything and the production company was great so uh all in all sounds also, pretty like, great all, like the sets were way too nice mm. uh which you know it was e so i was i was used <laughs> to like i'll just bring a set with me i got i got some in the back of my garage um but it was yeah it was a remarkably fun experience mm. i would uh, I, I I didn't I didn't know what to expect really because you don't when it's all coming together for the first time you're like oh it's gonna happen and, yeah yeah and those shows you know you see people kind of in the heat of the moment and I think when when you ask those questions and you bring your humor it, it adds more of a more of a human element to it than just you know in the cook, right. in the kitchen well the yes the food is secondary food is secondary uh, to that was show. any of it good food oh yeah some of it was really good some of it wasn't um, but this food look I love food shows and believe me mm. I watch them and I like them uh, but this particular one was not it wasn't about really the best food it was more about screwing around and having a good sometimes time sometimes we need that yeah I would say all the time amen Okay, we have to take one more quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk more about how you personally define success in this crazy industry and also the fine line of being a collector or a hoarder because I heard you like to keep a lot of stuff. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. You know, you've done quite a bit in your career. You've done movies. You've done shows. There is a sense of, like, what is success? You know, people have different definitions for it, whether it's getting, like, number one or if it's success within, like, if you're content with it. How do you define success? Oh, geez. Um, Let's be real, man. (laughs) uh, Boy, uh, you can—it gets measured in different ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our country measured it 
measures it in, you know, through a pretty simple capitalist's view of like, well, if you make it big in money, then you're success. And then we all know that that is usually a disaster. <laughs> uh, but it really, this is such a cliche, but I feel successful in the fact that the woman who I married continues to want to be married to me. That's always good. Yeah. So that got Check that plus. one. Uh, I have two sons that engage in conversation. Check plus. And ha hang out. So I'm like, that You is, hang out with your kids? That's like, okay. And they're teenagers? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. That's pretty good. Pretty good. So like, I look at that. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I heard it years ago, but like happy wife, happy life is very true. And that more just comes down to like, if you are trying to please your partner, it's going to go well. If you're both doing that, oh, it's great. Uh, so that's great. Gotta and, keep it like you're always dating. Yeah, because like, what could it, and if you, if you tend that garden, it'll grow. Mm. Um, so. Is marriage fun, would you say? Would you recommend it? We, we've been together a long time. We still look at each other like, look at us. Like, we live with each other. Here we are. And, uh. Hey, we have kids. Yeah. And we have, ch we've made kids. Look at us. We Kinda have like, crazy. We're like a house and cars and stuff. Look at us. We're like adults. There, there's still that sense of it. I, I've really, it's great. I'm so lucky. And if you met my wife, you'd be like, you got the best one. And, and I did. I really did. So there's that whole wonderful thing. In our culture, they go, every parent's like, oh, I just want my kid to be happy. Mm -hmm. So there's that. That's the in the American culture. And then they said like in. Asian culture, they go, I want my kid to be successful. And it's like, the, I think the, and then someone said, both of those are very problematic because you can't guarantee any of it. Yeah. And well, and like, if you're, you can't guarantee happiness or just create it, that's not something that's possible. And then all, being successful, you, I guess you can, but it's all about how you, you define lose, it. But personally. no, it should be, it should be like this friend of mine was like, you want your kids to be good, good, like with a capital G. Because you can't control all that other stuff. So just be a good human. Uh, yeah, be good to each other. You know, love one another. Yeah. As far as like work goes, I, you know, like there was a time when I was like, oh, if I can just get on the show like this, if I can just do this, that with doing it, it's fallen away. So now I like doing stuff I like. So it sounds so simple, but I'm like, that was like playing Starman on uh, in Star Girl was really rewarding. I uh and so I was like that was super fun, great people. I loved playing the character. I look back on that as like that was really really a cool experience and so thank you Jeff Johns, uh creator of the show. And uh Shout Breck, out. Breck Bassinger, lead of the show. So anyway, that's a very long way to come there, there's things you can like for success. I'm like, "Oh, I have a car that I love." I'm like, "That is a measure of my success." Yeah. And then I bought another one. And there we go. And then it just kept going. When I go to a grocery store, I'm not like worried about the price of this to that. And I'm like, oh, that used to be, I used to be very stressed out about that. And it's so that's, little things. it's a weird measure, like getting a menu at a restaurant. Being able to go out and eat yeah, at restaurants. Yeah. So that's, so those were little things where I would, I remember like tr always trying to find the cheapest gas in Seattle. Uh, when I was growing up. Gas prices would, now? Well, no. I mean, this, was the, this was the 90s. So What was it in the 90s? It was like two and a half dollars, three dollars. And that was a lot. People were like, I remember when it was 50 cents. <laughs> but gas prices have come down so much. They have. Yeah. 
my wife has a Tesla, and I was like, oh, this really does make a difference. Have you played the Mario Kart in the Tesla? I have not. So you can park the car and play Mario Kart. Oh, I would do that. And just go. And if you ever want to do like a date night moment, there is a romantic fire mode where heat or like a wood place fire burning and then comes heat up, comes out and of then the, heat comes out of it that'll be perfect for the weather these days so perfect it's what you need for 105 degrees Ooh. just to add to it yeah um, we're, we're taping this when the valley is turning into a i don't know un- the air is uninhabitable into fire. hellscape freaking 100 it's going to be 105 on saturday yeah like i'll tweet something like about how high the temperature is and then people in phoenix are like come to phoenix and i was like that's why i'm not in phoenix yeah. <laughs> They're like, there's a reason I'm I not live in Phoenix. here because I don't want it to be. I know like, about Phoenix, but I yeah. don't want to go to Phoenix. No, it's very hot. I hosted an outdoor event at night in Phoenix in the summer. Why would you? Why would you put yourself through that? Uh, because I got asked by the Phoenix Suns, and I'm like, yes, I'll totally do it. And I will um, burn everything off, but it's okay. But it was during the night. I mean, it was like, and I was like, it's a, it's 98 degrees right now, and it's night. It's 10. What are we doing here? What's happening? It's not safe. You've done some cool stuff. I have. In your life. I get to say, yes, I definitely have. When I was on Community, I knew that like NBC Sports would show all the tennis. So I was like, can I get a ticket? Can we get tickets to the to Wimbledon? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And they were like, we're not going to fly you there. I'm like, I didn't want to be flown there. But you can actually get me a ticket. They're like, yeah. It's just the world opening. Uh, that's where I take, I definitely ask for free stuff. Uh so I'll be like, if I can as get that. As you should. Yeah, if I can as get you completely should. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my, my house is full of it. My wife drives her crazy. Uh, Would great. you say you're a hoarder or I'm a, a collector? Qu- I'm a quality hoarder. That's what a collector is. Mm. There's a very I fine collect, line between I collector collect, and hoarder. I collect a lot of stuff. What but do you collect? Knives and swords. Swords? I have a lot of swords. That's going back to my boyhood. Yeah, it's really. Wait, do people know about this? Oh, yeah. Okay, swords. When did this start? When I was a child. Huh. My dad brought a bunch of stuff back from the Middle East and from Italy. Uh, And I was, as a kid, I was like, I was always fascinated by it. Huh. Yeah. Any other hobbies or things that people might not know? Well, no, I I talk about all. I mean, I collect wine. I like that. Mm. That's good. Uh, You have to, you know, moderate it. Uh, I buy a lot of everything. I just... But I don't know. Like I realized we ran out of pepper. How uh, much pepper peppercorns. did you buy? Sixteen bags. Do you just go like like a, have a now great I'll membership pull, at Costco? No, I just buy mostly online. So I I put that in a store. I got a little storage place for food and like cleaning supplies. And I'll be like, we're not going to run out of that anytime soon. How many hats do you have? So many, thousands. No. Do you have a storage unit for hats? I have to throw them out. No, I don't have a storage unit. I don't you have any, sell no that on Depop. Do you know how much money you'd make on that? This? No, this? if you sell your hats. Oh, no one would. Who cares about it? You'd be surprised. Um, On where? Okay, so there are two places, Posh Par- Poshmark and Depop. You literally just upload your clothes, you put yeah. a price tag, and I think just because of your name, people will buy it. Okay. And you'll make a shit ton of money from your used hats. I'll, I'll do it. I'll let you, you'll have to write those down. Or, you know. I can uh, run the account. <laughs> great. I'll give you Just a, sell your hats. I'll give you a percentage. Hey, it's a business. Uh, I probably have, business. like, a one, like a probably, you know, a, I probably had a, a hundred different hats easily. And so, I, because I just keep buying them. Mm. It's not like I'm wearing, it's not like I keep them in special cases. So we need to cases. figure out a way where you can keep buying them and then there's just like a system where they're going out. 
or do you want them all? That's true. Yeah, no, there should be. Because I end up, I don't know if you're like me, but I wear the same things over and over again. Oh, and I, I got shit tons of clothes. I would never do that. I would never wear the same jumper like three times in a week. Never. 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 And you don't have like one other. I don't have this in pink too. Right. Why would I? Why? You Why? would never wear it all the time. Why would I buy the same thing twice? Right. That would be crazy. That would, that would be something. Mm. Yeah. If you did a thing where you had a tracer on my clothes, it would just be multiple workout shorts, two pairs of jeans. Do you only wear athletic clothes? Is that your staple wardrobe? That is, yes. And I'm sure my wife finds it super attractive just because I wear the same thing around the house. Sometimes if, if it's not broken, why fix it? Yes. But then it's like, Oh, you we're going to a party. Oh, what what the do hell? Do we like this workout top? What do we work? What are we gonna wear? Yeah, there's a lot of that. So anyway, that's a long way to say I should just burn 90% of my clothing and hats because I wear the same. Depop ones. and Poshmark. Depop. Depop and Poshmark. Okay. Great. I think I think it's another, it's another hey, it's another side business. Yeah, why another not? Another hustle. Yeah. My life motto. Let's get some. Fuck it, why not? Yeah, fuck it, why not? Fuck it, why not? Uh all right. You can run the account. That sounds great. All right. That sounds great. So make sure you check out his Depop. <laughs> you hear that, guys? <laughs> um, thank you so much for mm. taking the time to come on no. the podcast. Thank you. We are half. We are at the halfway point. Hmm? Are we at the halfway point? We finished. What? All right. I know. It's like an Angels game. What happened? I know. It just, it goes by, <laughs> time goes by when you're having fun. Time goes by. What time we got here? All right. 148. 148. Yeah. Yay. Amazing. I showed up late and it's 148. All right. We did it. We did it. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in LA. And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV. This is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.